Hi, this is Glenn Riker, and welcome to episode number six of Our Top Spots Live Interactive Podcast. And we're broadcasting live from southeast Wisconsin along the shores of beautiful Lake Michigan. Wouldn't want to go swimming on Lake Michigan, to, Lake Michigan today, but it's still beautiful in the winter. Just a quick recap for those of you new to this podcast. Our goal with these live interactive podcasts is to share our passion for riding bikes and more specifically, riding bikes on local and destination bike trails. Uh, with all the distractions, we've never really liked to ride our bikes on regular roads just because there's too many people that are distracted other than when we did the Door County Century Ride a few years ago. And we want to do share our experiences uh, by having guests on our podcast, which may be, like in today's instance, a leader of one of the great local tourism boards throughout the state, uh, the owners of local bike shops, restaurants, or a unique local lodging that we're always trying to search out when we stay somewhere, or anyone related to the bike industry who also enjoys riding bikes on trails. So you don't have to take notes. There's no number two pencils involved, no proctors during this podcast. You can simply go to our website at OurTopSpots.com and click on the blog, where after each podcast, we will post a blog with links to most of the things we talked about because we just have a general outline when we do these podcasts. It's more conversational. We may not have links to everything because we may go off on the tangent, but the major links are there and it will take you to where you need to get to. This podcast is just in its infancy, but I think with renewed interest in biking, thanks to our friend COVID-19, that seems to never stop giving, and all the great trails to enjoy, not only in Wisconsin, which we are fortunate to have great bike trails here, but throughout the Midwest and the rest of the country, we have a lot of territory to uh, to cover. With all that cleared up, I think it's time to get started with today's podcast. Usually on our podcasts, we're talking about somewhere we have visited, like Sleeping Bear Dunes or Elroy Sparta or Manitowish Waters, which we love to go to. So it's something we've experienced before and ridden our bikes, or maybe it's a bike-related product that we are using and we love. But today's a first. Our guest today is Executive Director of Visit Eau Claire, sadly a great town in west-central Wisconsin, which, although I grew up in the Midwest for about 30 years, lived on the East Coast for 20 years, and came back here for all the reasons that I thought I left. When Cheryl and I returned to the Midwest 14 years ago, we had yet to visit Eau Claire. But in doing a lot of research, um, we have found that they've got great bike trails. We love to kayak, and it's definitely on our list of places to go this summer. So that means today we're going to learn all about the great things Eau Claire has to offer together. With that being said, I'd like to welcome to the broadcast Executive Director of Visit Eau Claire, Benny Anderson. Hi, Benny. I've lost you. There we go. Can now you are you there, Benny? Oh, yeah. yeah um, thank my, you for having my, me, Glenn. No problem. I just uh, technology is great until you don't until you see that the microphone wasn't clicked on. It just has a habit of <laughs> clicking off there. Um, yeah, so we're excited to have you here. Um, like I said, we, I, my wife and I have never been to Eau Claire yet. We'll plan to get up there this summer. But if you could just start off with a general overview of Eau Claire and visit Eau Claire, because you guys have hands down probably the best tourism related website that I've ever seen. Well, thank you. I have a, a great team of uh, sales and marketing uh, employees that 
do an amazing job and uh, have a lot of fun producing the content. But I also say it's pretty easy when you have the, the area that we have. Uh, I mean, we have uh, an incredible mix of, you know, branded and independent restaurants and, and hotel properties and a lot of uh, event venues, and they're all built along our beautiful rivers. And we've, you know, put trails and parks all the way through that. So basically as you ride your bike or walk or uh, you can even cross-country ski along the, the river or snowshoe, uh, you can get anywhere from uh, about six different counties on the same bike trails and are really just lucky to be able to look at that beautiful area and amenities. Yeah, there's so many things there. Um, in doing research for this podcast, um, I believe there's, and I'm not going to butcher it by attempting to say it, but there's Eau Claire in French means something is related to the clarity of the Eau Claire River. Um, yep, it's clear water. Okay. Yeah, and uh, you have the two rivers. You have the smaller Eau Claire that feeds into the larger Chippewa. Is that correct? Correct. And we, at uh, if you look at how we've built our downtown and and all the surrounding structures around it, uh, the building that is at the the confluence of those two rivers where they meet uh, is the confluence at the Pablo Center downtown, which is where we have our live um, events arts venue. Oh, okay. Um, and when we were just doing a little bit of talking before we went live here, you were mentioning about the extensive sculptures that you guys have throughout Oak Park. Can we talk about that? Yeah, we are going to be, we're going from the second largest rotating sculpture tour in the nation to the first this year. Uh, we have uh, about 70 sculptures that are placed along a walking route that we vote on throughout the year uh, to see which ones we want to try and keep, which ones will rotate out. Uh, and it is a very cool uh, walk through the downtown district and, and on the trails to see, you know, all of these sculptures and all of the different businesses that we have. And then we have a lot of murals intermixed with that as well uh, to really have a strong public arts presence here in the city. Yeah, murals are great. We've gone through different cities, and the name escapes me. There's one in northwest Wisconsin right on Lake Superior that has a ton of murals. Um, and it's great to walk through towns because you've got these massive walls in town um, and when you put the murals on it, it adds a lot of interest to it um, yeah, there's, a, there's a beautiful one that was just painted across from my office with um, a sand line it takes up the entire building I mean the work that's being done on, on these is just truly impressive yeah and it looks like they uh, they've improved the paint as well we have a client that lives in Wauwatosa just outside of Milwaukee and they had they had three great murals painted on a bakery and some other businesses down there. And the colors are so vibrant. I don't know if they seal them, but it doesn't look like, you know, it's going to be fading anytime soon. So it's a, it's a great addition as you drive down, instead of looking at the blank wall, you've got these very, very unique murals that are going on. Um, yeah. One of the things like, one of the things like I said, we like to do is we like to do destination bike trails and our, definition of a destination bike trails we like to go someplace where the trails are at least 12 to 15 miles one way um you are fortunate that you have a couple of great trails there in both 
the Chippewa River State Trail, which is 30 miles in length, and the old Abe uh, State Trail, which is about 20 miles outside of Eau Claire, which is 20 miles long. Um, but you can pick the bike trails up right in, uh, is it called Phoenix Park in downtown Eau Claire? Yeah, Phoenix Park is actually right uh, where the confluence is. So at, there's basically, a, it makes like almost like a T intersection of rivers. And so on one side you have Phoenix Park, on the other side you have Haymarket Plaza, and then at the long side of the T you have First Avenue and uh, the courthouse, both the actual city courthouse and the Corton House, which is an amazing restaurant that serves delicious burgers. Uh, but along all of those is where, you know, a lot of the trails are uh, have that nexus. Uh, they expand from there. The total length of the trails is cresting over 80 miles from uh, one destination to the next uh, and with some really recent connections to them. But you can, you can basically cross, I think it's six counties uh, on the same trail systems. That's great because there are some bike trails that we go to, like the Bearskin up by Manaqua. Great bike trail, fantastic trestle to go over. No restaurants along the way. <laughs> you have to be in Manaqua. Uh, which has great food there, but there's nothing along the way. But where you guys are at, you know, you've got such great restaurants right there in town, and um, that's what we're always looking for. And being a college town, I'm sure you can get everything from great pizza and burgers to maybe, I don't know, uh, the thing that, one of the things that entices me is I consider myself a little bit of a connoisseur of uh, Wisconsin cheese curds. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you guys have the you guys have the cheese curd crawl. I've heard of beer or bar crawls, but I've never heard of a cheese curd crawl. Well, we do we do also have you know the the pub crawls, and uh, we actually have one called the brew pass along the same thing right now. But the most popular crawl is right now is the cheese curd crawl, and what it is is you download an app from our website from a program called Bandwango. And basically what happens is when you stop in at any of the restaurants that are on that site, uh, some of them will have discounts or extra incentives for, you know, trying the cheese curds at the restaurant. But when you stop in at those locations uh, and participate, you can earn prizes just for going to them. So uh, on the cheese curd crawl, there's a there's a T-shirt that you can get. Um, some of the other ones that we've had are, you know, stickers. There's a keychain uh, bottle opener on the brew pass. But it's really a cool way to go try all the different cheese curds. And honestly, the arguments with your friends for which type of cheese curds are best, uh, it gets pretty heated. <laughs> I'm sure it does. Um, like I said, this, I don't know if that's – I went to Michigan Tech up in uh, the upper peninsula of Michigan. We had cheese curds up there. But – it seems like Wisconsin, we have cheese curds down to a, a work of art here. Uh, um, it so is I, I would look, in every restaurant, yep. Yeah, I would look forward to uh, going through the cheese curds and seeing what they have. So after you go through the cheese curd crawl, you have to burn some of that off. So why don't we take a minute and talk about the activities we can take advantage of on both the Eau Claire and the Chippewa. Doing my, once again, doing research, I saw that uh, people, if they are looking for a shorter kayak or maybe a float, they can put in below the dam at Altoona Lake and then end up in uh, at Phoenix Park in Eau Claire. Is that right? 
Yeah, you can actually go even a little bit farther than that, too. Uh, depending on the current of the river, you know, it can um, – and how fast you paddle if you're in the kayak or tubing, you know, it can be anywhere from, you know, a, a one- to a three-hour trip. But a lot of people will put in at the dam and, or, you know, uh, just upstream of the dam. Downstream, right. sorry, downstream of the dam. Upstream of the dam would be a real problem, Glenn. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, downstream of the dam, they'll they'll go and do that, and then they'll land at Phoenix Park and stop for – you know, like you said, ice cream um, or, you know, a beer or some food. But a lot of them will also start at Phoenix Park or continue their trip, and they'll go all the way down uh, through um, along First Avenue through campus, and then they will get out at, uh, it's called Hobbs right now, but it will actually vary Sonnenteg Events Complex, where it will be a 5,000-seater uh, performance and sports venue and then also a 100-yard field house for other sports events. So really just connecting all of our water and kayaking activities across all of the parks as we've continued to do. And it's a pretty easy, uh, a pretty easy trip. You know, um, there, if you're starting at the dam, you know, I would say it's a little bit of intermediate level, uh, depending on the, the water speed and, and the rapids at that point. Uh, but if you really just want that casual stroll down, you know, or a beginner just practicing, starting at Phoenix um, is a pretty pretty easy route. Okay. And are there companies that either rent kayaks or shuttle you with, uh, if you just want to be really lazy and just float in a in a big tube? Are there companies in Eau Claire that offer those services? Uh, you can definitely rent both the university and some businesses like Azara. Uh, and there's okay. definitely some strong decisions on how to get a better settling service. But what a lot of people do, and we actually recommend it as a great trip, is they will go drop off their bike at their ending point, which you can lock off. There's a lot of facilities there. Uh, and then so you would kayak down from, let's say, Phoenix Park to Hobbs Landing. You kayak down, and then you lock up your kayaks using the same locks, go get your bike, ride the trail back to the car, pick up your kayaks and your bikes, and good to go. The buses do have bike racks on them, um, and we're working on some kayak transportation for this summer coming up as well to, to help out with that. Okay, that's great. Because when we do go to ride our bikes, you know, we may go there for three days, we may go there for a week or more, but after we've ridden our bikes for a couple of days, we do like to mix it up and kayaking is our go-to option. And it's always great to go to places like now in Eau Claire, where we can do all those because we sleeping bear dunes over in Michigan. We do the same thing. We kayak and then ride the bike trails and Eau Claire. The more I learn about it, the more I'm excited to visit this summer uh, when we come up there. Um, because you have so much to do. You want those side things. And maybe it's not kayaking that people are looking for, but they're riding their bikes, and then they want to go look at all the sculptures. So they go on a walking trail, um, or they can catch some of the live music. One of the things that I noticed on your website that I'm looking at right now, actually something just ran across the home screen as I'm looking at this, that shows ski jumping. Do you guys have a ski jumping hill in Eau Claire? <laughs> We actually have uh, more than one. Uh, we have a national, uh, it's an Olympic qualifying um, hill uh, that is called uh, the Silvermine Ski Jump. And is that... they, have a, go ahead, uh, they have a Flying Eagles Club. This event has been around for 
137 years where they do an invitational. Uh, and we actually have an Olympic skier out of Eau Claire this year in the downhill um, who uh, has jumped off, who grew up training on that hill named Ben Loomis. And an Olympic judge this year that comes out of Eau Claire in that club uh, who will be judging the ski jumps for the Olympics in China. Oh, okay, that's great. Um, yeah, when we had our, we, like I said, we lived on the East Coast for 20 years, and during that time, my wife ran one of the biggest ski resorts in Pennsylvania, um, and we obviously skied a lot. Um, but when I, so anytime we get a chance to ski or look at uh, ski jumping, which you'll never get me on those skis to do, because um, <laughs> when they're flying 500 feet on the ski flying or ski jumping, that's like that's that takes you know a lot of guts to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I just ran across when I was watching your entry video that you have on your website. Okay, for those of us that have not been to Eau Claire or maybe been to dinner, one of the things that I think is really great on your website is the day trips because you go there, and that's one of the reasons why we started our top spots is we develop free downloadable interactive PDF guides. We only have a couple developed right now, but you know, after we visit Eau Claire this summer, we'll set up a uh, interactive PDF for that because when you're going somewhere, and your guys' website is great, but a lot of times you don't. You're trying to find what to do. You know, what are the great places to go to, and you don't know how to plan your day. But you guys have like 12 pre-outlined day trips. Um, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so we have a lot of partners around us, or that our cities around us that we partner with for, um, you know, if you want to just come stay in Eau Claire for a day, like there's plenty to do, but if you want to come stay for two or three days, you know, we encourage you to go travel to other places. So we work with these other cities to have, um, you know, basically itineraries that you could go through and, and use, you know, one of uh, – my favorite is a partner in Osseo because you can go there and there's a couple of breweries. Uh, there's actually a campground that you could stay at as well, but connects on the bike trails. Uh, a lot of people uh, will go to Chippewa Falls to go to the Linings Brewery Tour and then experience all of the other breweries around Eau Claire. Uh, and then uh, even Town of Union has a beautiful park called the Conservancy that uh, you would probably love with just uh, acres and acres of wooded trail along the river uh, and a ton of, you know, nature interaction and, and different animals. Um, and so we really just provide those as additional trips. Uh, we've also taken the extra steps of helping people plan their road trip. So we sent our team um, from marketing out to all of the destinations along the major routes to get here. So sent them to Chicago and Milwaukee and the cities and uh, the quad cities in Iowa and Duluth and had them find cool places along the way to stop to break up your four or five hour road trip on your way here that would be of interest to them. And we broke them up by category. So there are really cool restaurants there's to stop. There's, you know, roadside attractions, you know, um, there's, you know, little parks and things that would be on there and just really found cool ways for people to enjoy their entire trip from start to finish to and from Eau Claire. I think if there's anything good to come out of COVID is it has motivated people to get outside. And fortunately here in the great state of Wisconsin, um, like I said, I grew up south of the Cheddar Curtain, so don't hold that against me. 
Um, <laughs> but uh, now that I live north of the Cheddar Curtain for the last 14 years, as a kid, I spent a lot of time in Wisconsin, in northern Wisconsin, at Boy Scout camp up in Watersmeet, uh, church camps down in Lake Geneva, um, just skiing all the time at Cascade, Alpine Valley. So I spent a lot of time in Wisconsin as a kid. I just didn't happen to live there. But then when we decided to sell our company on the East Coast and move back to the Midwest, be close to family, I told my wife, said, well, how about Wisconsin? She goes, well, what the heck is in Wisconsin? Being an East Coast girl, she just didn't know what it was. And when we moved back here, after the first couple of weeks, she goes, it's kind of like the Stepford Wives. I go, what do you mean? She goes, everybody says hello to you and it's nice. I'm going, well, welcome to the Midwest. You know, that's just how we are. I mean, we spent 20 years on the East Coast, but we come back and see my mom and dad and family during those 20 years, but we never spent a lot of time here. So now when she was immersed in it, she just could not get over how friendly everybody was here. We'd go to Home Depot and they'd say, oh, can we help you? Yeah, we just moved here. We're buying some stuff for our home. Oh, well, welcome to Wisconsin. That does not happen on the East Coast. They don't say, welcome to Jersey. No, so, I mean, the, the, most, the most amazing part about not just living here, but tourism, we always say, is the people. You know, even during COVID, you know, I'm, you mentioned the, the benefits of COVID, right, and people getting outside. You know, the other two that, that I would say, you know, personally I felt were the, you know, family, right? Like you, you, there was this return and even like pendulum swing back to uh, live or work to live instead of live to work, you know, right? You got to spend right. time with your family and go outside and, and work differently and do all of those things. And, and now people want to vacation and do those things again. But the third thing I would say that I've always – I started this job on March 1st of 2020, which was two weeks before the pandemic. I became the director of tourism, <laughs> right. which is okay. just amazing timing. Uh, and everybody's like, well, that's incredibly unlucky. But what I always tell people is how lucky I was to take the job at that time and to be in this area because this area has worked together so strongly during the pandemic and before, but even greater so during the pandemic – to want to not just survive, but thrive out of it. So, you know, you see so much more development and so much more communication and, and just that whole neighborhood feel of our entire area and the city surrounding us to support each other. And, um, and you know, uh, we've always kind of lived that life. It just got, it just, it, it's shining a better light on it now because everybody else is like, well, we kind of like what you got there, <laughs> you know, so... Um, I agree. Yeah. The, the people here are just um, amazing. It, you know, it's it's a great place to not just visit, but to live and work and raise a family and, you know, retire, you know. Right. That, that's what we liked when we, when we lived in northeast Pennsylvania. It was great because it's similar to northern Wisconsin, lots of open land. Um, and we, with my wife running the ski resort, we did a lot of skiing and kayaking, mountain biking. Um, that type of stuff. So we didn't really have to travel to enjoy the outdoors. And now that we live here in Wisconsin, we actually live, the interurban bike trail goes right past our uh, driveway. And that was on purpose um, because we, one of the parameters when we moved back to the Midwest was we wanted to be within a mile of uh, uh, some kind of an extensive bike trail. And then I started to realize just how many great bike trails there were here in Wisconsin. So we, you know, a lot of friends that live in other places go, oh, we're traveling here and traveling there. Going, yeah, it's nice to travel, but Wisconsin, 
you can experience a lot of different things. Of course, this time of year, we get the emails from well-meaning relatives and friends who go, oh, it's nice and warm down here in Florida. Going, yeah, tell me that in August and we're enjoying all summer here in Wisconsin <laughs> and we're not dripping as soon as we go outside the, the door. We've got like the perfect weather here because, well, this winter we've had no snow down here. Um, I'm looking out my office window and it's just brown fields. Um, but it, Wisconsin in general is a great place to live. And then you've got places like Eau Claire or Monaco or Manitowish Waters, Door County, where you can enjoy all the great stuff and people come to visit. Um, you do have special events up there. And some of the things that caught our eyes, my wife, Shell and I, are both the Jazz Festival and the Blue Ox Bluegrass Festival, because once again, the skiers or, or my wife uh, was the operations manager. They had one of the longest running and largest blues festivals on the East Coast, the Poconos Blues Festival. And so we love live music, and fortunately it's coming back. Um, how are your events looking for this summer for live music? Oh, they're, they're looking ridiculously amazing. Um, lineups are just coming out now for all of them. Um, we're waiting on uh, one last lineup for the, the, the summer for Country Fest, but um, we have a large amount of longstanding music festivals between Country Jam, Country Fest, Rock Fest, Blue Ox, and then One Fest. Uh, we also have had the um, you know Jazz Fest and the Eau Claire's Fest, Eau Claire's Fest, which is not currently happening, um, but... I mean, just a ridiculous amount of amazing uh, music coming through here on many different genres uh, and unique experiences to all of them. That, that, um, that Blue Ox Fest is just amazing to go down from that, that very cool laid-back vibe and, you know, uh, at the campground in the woods, basically just a beautiful facility but purely in nature and then, you know, you go to these large-scale productions, you know, from that traditional concert with three-day festivals for jam, you know, rock fest and country fest, where you can see these monster headliners, you know. Uh, I mean, we've seen everybody from, you know, Tim McGraw to Aerosmith to uh, uh, Taylor Swift played years. I mean, like, all of them have come through this area in some fashion or the other, uh, and with the, all of those festivals, I mean, I think the longest-running festival is over 30 years. And okay. not only do they do amazing things for the area uh, locally, um, but to have that quantity and quality of them in our own backyard, we often joke it's hard to figure out what weekend we're going to leave Eau Claire to go take a vacation, right. you know, because everything that you could want to do is here. And Jazz Fest, man, that one, last year uh, – because of COVID, you know, wasn't wasn't anywhere near what it, it should have been. But this year, I mean, get ready. We've been on the planning commission for that one, and that is that's going to be a cool event this year downtown. You know, with just a ton of performers and uh, really coming back very strongly. That's great. I think one of the groups that we follow, um, I think they post on Instagram. They're going to be at one of the festivals, Chicken Wire Empire. Um, okay. Is going to is going to be on one of the festivals. I don't remember which one they said, but they just did the release of who's on the on the on the festival. Um, but that's a great group. Um, I think 
I actually think they're out of Wisconsin. We've only seen them a couple times, but they're really good. Um, but you can't beat the festivals around here because they are they're large enough to attract name talent, but they're not so large that you get lost where there's a hundred, I don't know, maybe some of the festivals up there, but it's not where there's a hundred thousand people there. There might be 20,000, but it's not out of control. Um, well, and, I remember. Yeah, and it, Go ahead. Sorry. No, that's right. I, I just remember we had a, uh, a short-lived blues festival here in Fort Washington that was right in an area called Coldock Park, right on Lake Michigan. And I literally could stand uh, 10 feet away and watch Davina from Davina and the Vagabonds just go crazy on her piano. And you can't do that at most venues. Yeah. And, you know, the, the nice part about even like with the, you know, the 20,000 people that we get at these festivals is they're in a giant farm field, you know, right. And the campgrounds right. are right on, on the grounds, you know? So like, I mean, you, you have just these big ridiculous spaces where you have all these people on lawn chairs and, and blankets and, you know, spread out. And I mean, it's a, it's a pretty cool laid back experience for all of them. Uh, Chicken Wire Empire is at Blue Ox this year. Okay. One of the all coolest right. names of all the bands performing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. And they, they're, they're just great guys, great entertainers. Um, and I, I just was thinking had I, when I was looking at your website before, don't you also have a farmer's market in season down on yeah, we have the a, Phoenix Park? We have a couple, but we have a rather large one downtown um, okay. that is in um, uh, it's on, it's in Phoenix Park. And uh, it has uh, a ridiculous amount of vendors and food trucks and things that come down there and a great selection. And, I mean, you can go buy a bouquet of flowers down there that is, you know, as big as your um, – right. you know, your passenger seat for like five bucks. <laughs> right. It's uh right. it's uh it's a very cool event. And then they do a lot of like artist maker market stuff and okay. um also have one of the most ridiculous balloon animal artists I've ever seen. Is that right? Can make can make a balloon animal <laughs> or a lightsaber out of I mean it's crazy. I don't even know how he I've watched him for years, I've known him. I don't understand how he does it. And is that held on Saturdays or what day of the week is that? Um, I think they do both, but it's Saturdays for sure. We only ever go yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. yeah, it must be on Saturday because it's uh, yeah. there's a couple places like West Bend down here by us has a. I mean, everybody knows about Madison's farmers market that goes around the square if you're from Wisconsin. But I've got to say, like in West Bend, which is about 15, 20 minutes from us. They have an unbelievable farmer's market that I'll match up against most farmer's markets. And uh, it's great. Like the smaller towns have these farmer markets where it brings people together where it's not only farmers, but it could be makers that do things. Um, and it's, it's just another draw to Eau Claire. They also do Wednesdays and Thursdays, June through October. So it's Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday, or is it Wednesdays and Thursdays? Yep, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday, June through October, oh, wow. and then they do Saturdays the rest of the month. Oh, okay. Okay, great. Yeah, well, when we get a chance to get up there, well, we try to, when we travel, since we have a flexible schedule, we only work for a handful of clients in our business, is um, we try to always travel midweek, like sometime between Monday and Thursday, so we avoid any crowds unless we want to specifically go to 
like a music festival or something. But if it's just to ride our bike, then we try to avoid crowds. So we try to go Monday through Thursday, which might be, a, I don't know, and maybe we, that's what you tell people of, to do. We have a lot of programming around that too. You know, so we have a couple different music in the park series, which have um, some pretty strong bands that show up. Uh, like if you look at the blue, uh, Dem Cooley boys have shown up and played at, you know, River Prairie Center and, and, um, and Phoenix Park for, you know, those series. There's, a, a jazz in the park. There's, um, you know, all these different things that happen on a routine schedule throughout the week. Uh, and, I mean, it's a great time to visit. You know, on Saturday, a lot of people are visiting, you know, for the big events, right? We have a big event right. basically from middle of April all the way through October every weekend. Uh, right. But if you come, you know, for the weekdays, especially during the, the summer, uh, Eau Claire is just not that big of a town like a Minneapolis or a St. Paul where, you have to worry about those crowds or anything for it. You can walk through and have some very cool experiences um, and really have some fun on, on, on a good weekday visit. Yeah, because I, I guess in the summer, UW, UW Eau Claire, most of the students are maybe gone home for the summer, so you don't have the students there for the university, at least not as many. Um, but you, you don't have – it's busy enough you don't have seasonal restaurants. Like if you go to Door County – you go there off season in the winter, Monday through Thursday, there's not a lot open because they just don't have the crowds. And now everybody has staffing issues. Um, so that's an issue. But in a town like Eau Claire, where it is a daily thriving town, you don't have to worry about your favorite restaurant being closed. Um, no. So I, up until COVID and some of like the more recent staffing changes, I mean, most restaurants were every day. We're seeing some of them that will close, like, on a Monday or a Tuesday, but they're all starting right. to pay attention to each other to say, like, hey, let's not all be closed on Monday. Um, right. You know, and a lot of them aren't taking two days off in a row, so then that way, if you wanted to go to a specific restaurant, you can, you know, stay the night, and you might have to plan it for the second day or the first day, but you won't miss it as an experience. Uh, but we're even seeing some of that start to counter-correct as they're able to figure out some of the staffing issues and, and operate a little bit differently. Right. And uh, we found that even just going to <clears throat> our, some of our favorite restaurants up in Sheboygan last week, we went there, they were closed because they were updating their software. And it happened to be a Monday. Well, most restaurants are closed on, you know, full service restaurants choose to close on Monday because they've been so tired on Saturday and Sunday. So we yeah. ended up eating at Jimmy John's, which is great. I love Jimmy John's. But that's not what we went there for. We went there for some great Italian food. But like you said, if they are aware that they are closed different days, just help each other out and close different days. Um, yeah. You know, there's, there's just, like I said, uh, for those of you that are listening to this podcast, um, we do have a, uh, a blog that should have auto-loaded at 10 o'clock this morning that has links to everything that we're talking about. The main link on here is the Visit Eau Claire website. Because for those of you old enough to know who Johnny Carson was, everything you ever wanted to know is on this website. Um, but you've got to be over 55 probably to get that reference to Johnny Carson. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're excited to uh, we'll have to check our schedule, see when we come up there um, and ride those. Um, and it just sounds great between biking, music, food. I don't know what else you could want. Uh, it's a, it sounds like a great town, and uh, I'd like to thank Benny Anderson, Executive Director 
of Visit Eau Claire for taking time out of his schedule. And it's not like they're not doing stuff up there in the winter. If you look at their website, there's all kinds of stuff to do up there in the winter. Whether you want to, you know, snowshoe. Well, I don't know how much snow you guys have. You can snowshoe, but you can cross-country ski. Do you guys have any snow up there right now? Yeah, we've got a, a, a decent amount. Not, not enough to snowmobile right now, but, um, I mean, okay. people are out skiing and, um, and snowshoeing. Yeah. yeah, fat tire so biking. Th- yeah, exactly. Fat tire biking would be a great thing to do this time of year. Um, we don't have fat tire bikes. I've always wanted to get one, but uh, we're just busy riding the bikes that we have. But fat bike is another way that you can get out and ride bikes up in Eau Claire in the winter. Uh, there's just an endless supply, of, endless list of things to do up there. So I want to thank, once again, thank Benny Anderson for taking time out of his schedule today. And uh, we will look you up when we get up there this summer, Benny. You let me know. We'll, we'll, we'll take you around. Okay. I appreciate your time today. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Benny. Bye-bye. All right, folks. So that is our podcast today with uh, Benny Anderson, the Executive Director of Visit Eau Claire. Uh, just like I said, I've lived in the, I've lived, I grew up in northern Illinois south of the Cheddar Curtain. Now I live north of the Cheddar Curtain. And uh, we do like to ride our bikes everywhere, but we don't like to just ride our bikes. We like to ride our bikes and eat great food. We like to ride our bikes and listen to live music. So Eau Claire is pretty much a home run on this. They have a little bit of everything, kind of like our other favorite towns of Manitouish Waters, uh, maybe not as active as Eau Claire because the population is about 12 of downtown Manitowish waters, but it's a different vibe. So if you don't live in Wisconsin, I strongly invite you to take a look at what Wisconsin has to offer. Like I said on the podcast, it is a friendly group. My wife only knew the East Coast before we got married when she moved back here. We moved back here 14 years ago. She just could not believe how nice everybody is, and it is truly nice. They will go out of their way to help you. Uh, in upcoming podcasts, we've got an endless supply of things to talk about. Of course, our, one of our favorite bike trails of all time, just because it's just uh, like riding through a park, is the Heart of Vilas County bike trail. The Bearskin Trail with the 15 wooden trestles near just south of Manaqua. The Heritage Trail in breathtaking, truly one of the most beautiful places in America. Sleeping Bear Dunes National Lakeshore. Didn't know there's such a thing as a national lakeshore like a national park until we went to Sleeping Bear Dunes. And of course, we want to get back to the classic Elroy Sparta Trail. The last time we were there, it was a little spooky going into the longest tunnel. And because of the condensation, the air temperature, you couldn't see 10 feet inside of this long tunnel. And uh, fog was coming out of it. It was a perfect script for a horror movie. Of course, in my mind, I'm thinking this is a serial killer or a bear that just wandered in there for the night, and you're going to run into them in the middle of this dark, can't-see-your-hand-in-front-of-your-face tunnel. Um, But it was fun once we got out the other side and realized we were safe. And then we came back two hours later to the same tunnel, and you can see from one end to the other. So it was really great. Our next podcast is going to be on Thursday, February 17th at 10 a.m. We're going to try to do these every two weeks. It does take at least six or seven hours in prep time on my behalf to do research so I can talk intelligently to our guests. Uh, and the next one, tentatively, we're going to be talking about 
the setup on our on our recumbent trikes. We've had over 7,000 views of a YouTube video we posted on how I set up my Cat Trike 559 recumbent trike. And people want to know about all the accessories that I have on it. I could, you know, with what I have on that bike, I could probably uh, build a house with a couple pieces of grass and uh, some sand from along the bike trail. I got enough stuff. I'm ready for anything without being too overloaded. So we might talk about that, or we may have a different guest on there. We'd like to go every two weeks. We would like this to be live and interactive, not just me talking. We maybe will have a, how about a question and answer um, session where people can just call up with question and answers about riding destination bike trails or riding recumbent bikes or electric bikes or all of the above. Um, so I wanna thank you for joining me and learning about uh, the great city of Eau Claire today. And um, like I said, next time we will be here, we'll be in two weeks. We'll try to do it every two weeks. Looks like our time is up today. So as always, thank you for being a part of this podcast, and we will see you out on the bike trail. This is Glenn Riker for Our Top Spots.